Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan. I'm here to talk about once again betonline.ag. Betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way for all your betting needs for all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. One more time, that is capital letters B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntsinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that that is out of the way, I'm joined by two lovely gentlemen. I'm not here by myself tonight. First, we got my comrade, my compatriot, my co-host, my homie, Alejandro, Alex Roy. What's up, Alex? Um, I'm here, man. <laughs> I'm here, and it was a, it was a, uh, it was an okay All Star game. I mean, we'll get into that, but eh. spoiler, yeah. I'm whelmed. Um, I'm right. whelmed, yeah, yeah, and get and getting to uh, the other voice <laughs> that you hear in the background. Uh, we've got the tyrannical, the double dribbling Matt Tyranny. What up, Tyranny? So I, I don't get I don't get comrade and co-host and and all these what? amazing. Descriptions of Alex for myself. What well, listen, hey, Alex hey, hey! To make you to feel better, podcast. Hey, to make you feel better, he uses the same descriptors for me every time. I know. So I think, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, just, it's off. It's, it's off the cuff, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just killing. I'm giving Dylan a hard time, but uh, in all seriousness, it sucks that uh, this is my first podcast back where since the live pod uh, since the live pod and it sucks i i miss it already i mean i missed it i missed it since you guys left like it, it was so much it's so much more fun to do it with you guys in person and uh you know i'm not going to complain though because you know i'd rather do this than like not do anything podcast related so yeah you know i mean brother when i'm in oklahoma city we can do a live podcast I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. You, you, Jerry, and Alex, like, have the ability to meet up a little bit. Like, yeah. Well, me, me and Cohen Moles and Dolan, we're kind of out of that. But, you know, you guys. I, that's that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a, the dynamic we had in, in a hotel room in Oklahoma City. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, but yeah, we, I, I, that's fair. I do need to get, I need, do need to get uh, the, um, better at meeting up with Alex and, and Jerry a little bit more, so I'll do that. But the whole pod, I missed that. Yeah, well, yeah minus cool. minus Dolan, I missed that. So it's good to see you guys in computer screen format as I usually do. But 
Um, I'm reminiscing a little bit right now and um, just, you know, we just, just, we, we just, we just know that the, the person behind the computer screen is actually a real person. Yeah. It's and weird. And, and we now know, think so. we now know each other's relative heights. It's weird <laughs> to know that. Yeah. We just now see you guys at, at where we're all equal heights. Cause we're all sitting down. It's like it's Jerry, it's Alex, it's me, and then you, you Conan Moles are all we're just all like right towering there. everybody. We're all it's just like, all right, we're cool. all just around the same area. We'll call it a tie. Hey, I'm right there in the middle. I'm cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, after all of that, uh, you know, uh, once again, thank you, Casper, to Family Ghost for joining us on the podcast today. Dude, and, I'm uh, so whited <laughs> out. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to adjust my lighting. I've kept turning it down. And it won't like <laughs> it won't fix. It just keeps auto adjusting. It's not a big deal. Nobody's gonna see this one. This I know is audio exclusive here. So, uh, fellas, you know we talked about a fun weekend whenever we was in OKC a couple weekends ago, uh, and now we got to talk about another fun weekend. Well, parts of a fun weekend, and that is the All Star Weekend in Salt Lake City, in which we had. A few Thunder representatives and both of my co-hosts have walked off the screen. I'm back. I had to. I had to get back. I'm, here, I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. I had to get back, Lottie, because it looked like a ghost. I'm sorry. That was, that was too funny. <laughs> just you talking. It's like we were, oh, we were out, dude. Ghost, we were just man. like, screw this guy. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So my, my I do have one headphone off my ear. I'm not screaming. Okay, anyway. This is classic pod. Yeah, this, this is, is amazing. Hey, this is as much of a train wreck as the All-Star game was. <laughs> this feels like 2019, 2020 topic. Thunder. <laughs> well, guys, um, let's talk about All-Star weekend. So we had a few oh, Thunder yeah. representatives. Uh, started off on Friday night uh, with actually a surprisingly exciting celebrity game. Did you guys tune in that celebrity game at all? Not uh, one bit. Like five minutes. Yeah. Man. Like it was like there was actually some good basketball in there. Like DK Metcalf was showing off his athleticism, and uh, the Miz actually hit a half court shot to tie the game at the end, but they waved it off because he released it after the buzzer. Like it was, it was actually a good game. The, no, I, have, I, I did not. I'm surprised. I never yeah, I was gonna say I I'm surprised because I just I assumed it was gonna be garbage, and I just didn't even care. Didn't do it in one bit. Yeah, there were some hoopers, but okay. then you got the Rising Stars game, and obviously Gideon Jalen Williams was on Team Joe Kim alongside Evan Mobley, Jeremy Sohan, Jalen Duran. Uh, Tari Eason came in there eventually. Uh, Quentin Grimes, and I'm missing somebody. There's somebody else on there that is probably important to mention. <sighs> but, uh, oh, Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. <laughs> that was an accident, I swear, but <laughs> – Nope, it wasn't an accident. Jabari was an afterthought all weekend. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, you know, they won the first game. Josh Giddy was getting assists all over the place like he does. Uh, I think he ended up sh- on the night shooting two for two from the field, including a three-pointer. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Williams didn't do a lot, but, you know, what's good in his action. Uh, he had that one losing- dunk. Yeah, he had, he had one nice dunk, but they ended up losing in the championship. Um, really the highlight of this for the Thunder perspective was Josh Giddy got on the mic for like a Man, solid minute. That was great. And, solid uh, minute. It was, it was a solid five minutes. Yeah, well, he was on a while. 
so, yeah. solid minutes, like like slang, not like a real like actual sixty seconds. Like you know, it's like it's been a minute. Like nah, bro, I've Take seen me. you. I've seen you longer than sixty seconds ago. You know what I mean? Come on now. <laughs> but no, take, man, we take everything you say literally. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, it makes sense, honestly. But no, I mean, he got on the mic and you know, those asked some questions and you know, you just kind of getting to see his personality shine through. And there was there was one where he got the ball and he was kind of coming to the left side and he was directing traffic. And I think it was Quentin Grimes that cut to the basket and Giddy hit him with a slick bounce pass. And like, you know, you got to see kind of Giddy's thought process in action. Uh, yeah. Process. I don't think I said process. Pros. It's, it's, yeah, the process. Okay. Yeah. That's, that is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see Giddy's thought process in action. So, um, guys, did you have anything else to kind of take away from the Rising Stars game? Anything that you thought was fun for our uh, Josh Giddy or Jay Williams? I'm just highly impressed that he was able to kind of talk while he was playing. Like, I know me, man. I've, I've gone on – I've done podcasts where I've gone on walks, you know, during my lunch hour. I mean, during my lunch, you know, lunchtime. Yeah. And, man, after a couple, you know, after like a 10 minutes of walking, you're you're a little bit like, Winded, not winded, but you're mm. like, you know, when you're talking and you're walking at the same time, like, you know, you got to catch your breath a little bit. And he's out there, you know, just, you know, balling it up and, and, you know, throwing dimes all over the place and still on the on the mic just talking like it's normal. So, you know, shouts out to him. I mean, look, man, there's not much to glean from from a, an all-star type game like this. Um, you know, Jalen Williams, he did okay. He didn't really get to impress too much out there, mm-hmm. you know. I thought he would. I thought he would have a couple, a couple sick dunks out there, um, but he just seemed like he just wanted to more play make and just you know have a good time than to actually win a game. And that's the thing. Sometimes we as fans we look at these games and like we want our team to win or the the, the team that has our guys on it to win. And like those guys are just like, eh, you know, toss the ball here, toss the ball there. It's kind of like you know Wally Serbiak watching a, a Thunder game. He's just like you know, get it, get it, get it, get it. You know, triple double, triple double, triple double. Like it's it's just kind of like that, man. <clears throat> it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but eh, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, no, I I feel you, man. Um, it, what what was kind of funny is like getting Joe Williams had a real shot to win that, like their team did. Um, but they kind of they fumbled their advantage because their advantage was they played the second game, so. You know, they had a shorter gap of a break into the championship game. And so, theoretically, they're all warmed up there in rhythm. Uh, But Quentin Grimes got hot early. I think he hit, like, three or four threes in that championship game. He started heat checking. Yeah. Uh, He started heat checking, but it also took the rest of his team out of rhythm. And so, that was was kind of their downfall. But uh, with that being said, trade everything for Quentin Grimes. (laughs) (laughs) See, that, that, that that was definitely like a game where Jose Alvarado took it very yeah. seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the reason why that's he played. I was mention, played. Yeah. That's the reason he won the MVP is because that guy was out there balling. He was out there, you know, just showing the underdog mentality of, that he probably had his entire career. And it's just like, you know, the rest of the guys were out there just having a good time. Yep. Yeah. I, I was going to mention Alvarado uh, and to kind of reiterate what Alex has said as, uh, uh, physically, I agree. Like, I, I can't, I can't like walk and talk at the same time because I run out of breath. But even just <laughs> multitasking, I, I, I can't imagine Giddy having to 
process answers from an announcer and also play basketball like a five man, you know, legit basketball game at the same time. I cannot even I, I physically cannot walk and walk, like walk where I'm supposed to go to and talk to somebody at the same time. Like that's that's how bad I am at multitasking. I mean, can you uh, imagine so, if can you imagine if whenever we had our you know our our podcast basketball outing, if someone would have mic'd us up and was talking to us like yeah. one or two times down the court, and it would have been done. Like I would have been like, take this earplug out, you know, take this ear mic out of my out of my ear. I can't do this anymore. To, yeah, and also to be fair, like I would have just been in pain the whole time because I I was. Uh, in pain the whole time. Oh, yeah. How's that going, by the way? <laughs> it's actually better now. I, by the way, you guys can't see this. Hold on. I got it over here. <laughs> I was wearing this. I was wearing this wrist cast up until yesterday because my wrist was actually not broken. It was just really badly sprayed. But um, I mean, it would have been hilarious to have the microphone on Dylan as he was dealing with his stuff. In the bathroom. Hey, right? listen, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Also, <laughs> also, yeah, that that, and also, uh, I don't think we. I, I, this is. I don't think we've talked about this yet. I don't think I mentioned it when I was on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we're, so, we're we're not talking about. <laughs> no, no, not you. No, you don't know what I'm going to talk about. So okay. it, it's not related to you, or it's it is related to you, but not that. Oh, Lord. so so my experience with so for everyone who was there that may have been in attendance because i know there's like some people we know that were there i i didn't play like most of the game and part of that was because i sprained my wrist like two minutes in the other reason was because during our like topic thunder warm-up game where we just did like us and nobody else we were playing i got hurt and i was still playing through it and then like the the game was over we were just like Throwing the ball around. Oh yeah. Dylan got the ball in the corner. And I was and I, I kind of walked up to him like, okay, I'll take the ball. Dylan didn't see me. And he threw it behind his back as hard as he could, thinking he was throwing it to Alex way over on the other side of the court. I was right by him. He hits me right in the nuts. <laughs> so hard. I remember that. And and I I was just like Dude, oh my god! I just <laughs> doubled over and I couldn't. I couldn't stand up straight for. No, you were, you said half of oh the game. Oh my god, dude! Ouch! <laughs> I I couldn't stand up for half of the first game that we played as a whole group because of that, and it was just it was awful. Uh, I don't remember what the point of all that was, but I, that, I went through a lot there. Um, that whole day was a fever dream. Yeah, it was a lot, but. So bring it all back. Multitasking, not my strong suit. Josh did a great job. And uh, kudos should've to him. And, yeah, should have. Should have gotten the MVP for it. But Alvarado, being Alvarado, played his ass off and yeah, probably deserved it. So it was, it was a fun game, but it, it, there wasn't anything too crazy from, from our guys, aside from the, from the Mike uh, situation. Yeah, and then, like, kind of transitioning into the Saturday night, like, Jabari Smith Jr. was just selling all weekend. Like, it was all sell weekend for Jabari Smith Jr. 
I don't think the dude hit a jump shot all all weekend. He didn't hit one in the Rising Stars game. Getting into the skills challenge for the rookies. Uh, just an abysmal shooting performance by all the rookies. Jabari, Paolo, Jaden Ivey, and the shooting portion of that Bad. thing was just like absolutely terrible. Which um, Ivy Ivy shot okay, I feel like, from the Rising Stars game, didn't he? Like he, he made a couple of good shots. So it was kind of surprising to see. It was Ivy more layups, I believe, but yeah. 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 And then uh who was it? I think Team Jazz ended up taking that event home. Um, <laughs> the intent to Quimpros, uh, minus Giannis plus Drew. Um, you know, that went about as well as you would think it would go. <laughs> they got in the shooting competition and almost did as bad as the rookies, but uh, the Jazz team did really good in that competition, so they ended up walking away with the W. Uh, three point shootout. Uh, this is where bad. Oh, it was. It wasn't bad. It, it was a good for the three point shootout. I, um, I, I guess I didn't think it was that good. Well, I, I was just, I was kind of like me. Well, the ones that did bad did bad, like bad, like, like Julius Randle, like Randle, Hero, really bad, Herder, like were all like bad. Um, yeah, but the ones Halliburton was also bad in the second round. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. So you had Halliburton like catch fire. What do you have? He had like 31, 32 in the first round. In the first round, yeah. And then he was awful second 31. round. Yeah, and then in the finals, you have Buddy Hield, Oklahoma Alum, um, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard. And Dame ended up winning on, ironically enough, a Dame time three because it was the last Sweet. shot of the rack. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. It was a. It was kind of an all Dame weekend because, spoiler alert. Spoiler, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. He hit that. He hit the, what his like fifth or sixth attempt at a game-winning three tonight. Yeah. So his best game-winning three, I will say, he's never shot a better game-winning three ever. In terms of shot quality, it was a better shot. No, even Paul Paul George said. Even Paul George said that was a good shot. Um, all right, fellas, let's get to the, the crown jewel of Saturday night, the dunk contest and the emergence mm. of Mac McClung. Now, mm. me, me and Cone did our all-star picks uh, the other night, and Matt McClung was both of our picks. Like, me personally, I've been following Matt McClung on Instagram since he was, like, a junior in high school, and he's been doing this, like, the entire time. Like, this was no surprise to me that he was able to do this, but what I appreciated and something that I've harped on Anselin dunk contest the past like two years, like stop giving me recycled dunks, like give me something new, give yeah. me something fresh. Yeah. And Matt McClung went out there and gave four dunks that either I haven't seen before at all, or I haven't seen him do it the way that he did it. And he made them all the first try. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That was that's, that that's, that was what was most impressive. Yes, like, he didn't have yes. to use any clock. He went out there and performed them all on the first try, and that's what that's what impressed me the most. Because here's the thing: one of the things that you notice now in dunk contests is how much time it takes you know players to go ahead and, and complete their dunks, mm-hmm. whether they complete it. Yeah. It's so know, it's such BS. Yeah, it it, it it takes the it takes the all factor out of the dunk contest itself. Like if you yes. have a guy trying a dunk, totally agree. Try, trying a dunk five or six times in a row, and the, the the surprise factor from the first time that he tried it 
any mist completely goes away. It completely right. goes exactly. away. And so exactly. when you saw, like, you know, when you saw Matt McClung, when you saw, like, it looked like he was going to jump over two guys, but then one of the guys got on the shoulder and mm-hmm. he actually did it. He jumped over them and kind of, you know, cogged it back. Like, that was impressive. He did the same thing on the other three dunks that he did. First time, you were surprised by how, you know, how hard it was. And then you were surprised with how, you know, how he did it. You know, he actually completed the dunk the first try. So, you know, even to the point where – so yesterday we were – I was at a at a tournament, you know, at my daughter's tournament. Um, and so we got out of that tournament like at 8, 9 o'clock at night. And so we went to a restaurant, and we were watching it right there on the thing. And to the point where, like, my sister – She's like, you know, she's she's a basketball fan, but she's not like, you know, all knowing basketball fan. Uh-huh. She just, you know, she knows how it is. She loves the thunder. But she was like, okay, this guy, this, you know, Mac McClung. And that last dunk that he did, she literally was like, oh, snap, uh-huh. all out loud in the restaurant. Yeah. She was just like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. it was impressive. It was good. It, 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 it kind of brought a little, bit of, a little bit of that panache back to the dunk contest itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree. First first try is everything, and I I feel like in future dunk contests they need to penalize that more. Like it, it's so much better when you do it the first try because, like yeah. Alex said, it's the surprise of it. Like you don't know what's happening, and also just like if you have to take five or six times to, to make a dunk, it's not that impressive. You, you mm-hmm. shouldn't get a nine out of ten when you're it's the sixth time. Um, so that's what I appreciated the most was just he did it all in one try. And so a couple things like it's it's amazing to me that Mac McClung at one point, and I talked about this a, couple, a little bit on Twitter, too, was just like he was the least favorite slam dunk contest winner as of like two or three weeks ago on betonline.ag. He was like plus 2000 or 3000 at the time. And. And the fact that he was ever there at all in hindsight is crazy because like what you said, Dylan, like he, he's his high school reel is phenomenal. Um, he's got a track record that says he's a pretty good dunker. So that was crazy to me. I wish in hindsight I had bet on him because that would have been easy money. Um, but the other thing, uh, kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning, the, the first uh, attempt is so critical and, that when I was watching this, I realized that was what made the excuse me, the 2016 dunk contest so good was because they all did it the first time and you didn't know what was happening for the most part. It was mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. Um, and I went back and watched it after the 20 after I watched this dunk contest because like I, that, that was so awesome. I wanted to, I want to watch more of this and I watched it and I wanted to ask you guys because I was coming into this. Do you remember? Besides Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, do you remember who the other two people were in the dunk contest? I do not. No. They were the least memorable dunkers in in the entire dunk contest history, slam dunk contest. They're so bad. You won't even believe it when I tell you. It was Will Barton Mm. and Andre Drummond. (laughs) <laughs> those were the other two contestants in this contest <laughs> and if you go back and watch the 2016 dunk contest it is a snooze fest because it goes will barton 
Andre Drummond, then Aaron Gordon, and then Zach Levine. So the first like five minutes of that dunk contest is awful. And then it gets really good. But that's beside the point. I just thought that was a crazy, <laughs> I didn't realize that had happened back then. But the point is, yeah, the doing it the first time is so huge. And Mac McClung did it every time. I also love the high school jersey that he wore for the 540. Gate City. Gate City. I thought that was awesome. Where's that at? Shouting out high school. Um, Where's that at? Yeah, it was, I think it's in Virginia. Cone was saying he's a Virginia guy. Cone, yeah, mm-hmm. Cone was going with the UVA angle, um, which, I, you know, I do that for UNC all the time, so I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, also, Mac McClung just sells it. Like when he did it, like every time he finished a dunk, he would sell it. You know what I mean? Like the way he finished, he would act like it was an awesome dunk. And you just as the viewer would be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Even if <laughs> yeah. it, you know, you know what I mean? Like he just sold it. And I think that's what makes the same dunk contest. So it was, in my opinion, the highlight of the entire weekend. Um, and yeah, yeah, and, and it was it was fun. It was just fun to watch. No, it absolutely it was, was. It was a little bit unexpected to me. Look, I, I, and I know Mac, Mac McClellan. That's what made it awesome. Had, it was unexpected. Well, yeah, yeah. So it was unexpected because, so I just like just like Dylan said, I'd seen, you know, I'd seen the highlight reels from when he was in high school and him basically battling against uh, Zion Williamson as far as, you know, dunkers of, of high school at that time. Um, but then he went to Georgetown and mm-hmm. – and I think he went to another school in the, B- Texas in the Big Twelve, Texas Tech. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's not a he's not an end game dunker, is what uh-huh. I'm trying to say. And so you didn't see, you know, when he got to college, you didn't see any highlights of like, oh my gosh, dunks like you did from Zion, where he, you know, he's basically an end game dunker, and, and he would do that. Um, and so again, you know, he, he went into the league. I, I think he's he's just been in the G League, and I don't think he necessarily signed with any. I know he got drafted by, like, the he Lakers signed, or like He that. signed a two-way with the Sixers. 76ers, yeah. He did just now, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did just now. Yeah, he's um, been uh, – I know, yeah, he did play with the Lakers, I think, last year, and I don't know where he's so, been otherwise. Yeah, so, like – so, it was surprising because, you know, you didn't expect it from him because you haven't seen it in, like, six or seven, eight years. Um, and so, for him to come back and for him to be – you know, just like older version of his high school self out there, just jumping all over the place. It was fun, you know, but it's going to be disappointing to people whenever he goes back and plays a game and he's not doing that in the game type thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think this was his moment, to be honest. This was his his highlight and he's going to have really high expectations because of this. And, you know, I am all for people getting, you know, their moment and and making it in the NBA. But I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does. With that and said, he didn't play. He didn't. He didn't play bad in the, uh, in the yeah, in the Rising, Rising Star, Star yeah. game. You know, he only played one game, but he didn't play bad. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you know, touching on like just the creativity again, like you know, it's one thing to do it all in the first try, but like to go out there and do like just fresh dunks, like mm-hmm. just go back and watch it, man. Like what? what like wait wait a second on the first and the last dunks because those were two of the most impressive dunks I've seen since the Levine Gordon dunks. But mm-hmm. like yeah, his his second dunk was a back scratcher windmill spinning the opposite direction three sixty. Like that was beautiful. Um, then the next dunk where he jumped over his buddy, grabbed the ball, 
and did a hezzy off the backboard. He did, yeah. No, no, no. Th- yeah. This one, he jumped. He jumped over right. like one of his friends, like coming from the side. From the side, he grabbed yeah. it, did a hezzy reverse dunk. Like he double pumped. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one the where he stacked the two that was, guys. That was, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. that's his. That was, that's his, his, that was the third one. That was the third one. Yeah. Well, no, his his first dunk was whenever he did it on the like two guys stacked on top of yeah. it. Yeah. And when he jumped over them. Like that was his first? this, yeah, and this is something that like you have to watch whenever they bring somebody to jump over somebody. They usually propel themselves off of them. Matt McClung straight up cleared these he dudes. Jumped, yeah, he jumped, grabbed yeah. the ball, touched the ball on the backboard, and reverse dunked it. It was one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen. And wow. then of course you get him out there in his high school jersey. He pats the rock a little bit, shows off the handle, shows off the bag. And then just like he shot out of a cannon, does a 540 windmill out of nowhere. Like the dunk was a 540, but like if you watch like from from where he takes off to how he lands, it was almost a 720 in a jump. Like it was, it was so it was close. insane, bro. Yeah, and it was like Can I, who who um, was I'm, who was the. Was it Quentin Grimes? Was that the other guy? Jericho Sims. I yeah, was just Jericho Sims. Sims. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Like, dude, stop, stop putting your He's... elbow in the rim. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Like, His elbow's got to hurt, like, bro. That sucked yeah. so bad. Like, okay, we get it. You can jump really high. Like, what, what was the point of, of the letter that they attached to the thing? He just yes, it was so and stupid. It. And he, it he was ripped so it from stupid. the Okay, yeah, I, I think what bad. the point. Those I think the bad. point was. I think the point was he was supposed to like dip his hand through the rim and grab the letter but he didn't make it all the way so he had to grab, grab it with it from his the other, other side. hand yeah. and tear it down and then i don't remember if there's the same dunk or one before he actually used the the who like the netting to pull himself up to get yeah. the hand the other, in yeah and yeah, and then called it out on the announcing i was just yeah. like dude this is the worst performance i've ever seen in a long time on I'm the dunk contest. His, I'm telling you, his it, performance it, in particular was horrible. If it wouldn't have been for Mac McClung, this may yes. have killed the dunk contest. Yes, it was so bad up until Mac McClung. It was so, so bad. With right. that said, Trey Murphy. Yeah. Known I was about as, to his, say. Okay, his was good. No, yes, no, his known was as good. a three-point shooter, showed a lot of athleticism and range in this three-point contest. I did not know he had that kind but of – He was staring down the rim on a few of yeah. those, man. But he, he was also doing really well in the Rising Star con, uh, competition with dunks. But too. listen, mm-hmm. you're not Vince Carter. You can't do the you know the the 360 dunk that Vince Carter did because that's already taken. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what lost him the dunk contest. I mean, uh, he was gonna lose regardless. He was gonna lose regardless. But like he did that, and I was just like, that's not Vince Carter, dog. Yeah, Chill he out. didn't, yeah. he didn't get a lot of points for it for his first dunk, but. I did admire the creativity of him, like doing the fake dunk and then coming around and like pumping the crowd up and Jose Alvarado yeah. coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and that Alvarado. was cool. I like that. That was that was, awesome. that was that was actually my favorite dunk of his, just because of his the creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And also, shout out Lisa Leslie for keeping Matt McClung from getting a perfect score on the night. He ended up with a forty nine point eight <laughs> on the second Lisa. dunk. <laughs> so, also shout out. Uh, Carl Malone just like always being way lower than all the other judges for some reason. 
No, don't shout out. Let's just not shout out Carmelo like at all, just in general. That was a sarcastic. That was a sarcastic (laughs) shout out. Just want to be clear, I do not endorse anything he does. Rapey ass. I don't understand how somebody can do this. We're not. We're not going. We're not going pro Carmelo. I don't understand how somebody can do the things that he did and have absolutely zero repercussions from it. I. I want to be clear. I I wanted to just toss that out, but I, I wanted to say something a little more. Uh, something related to low numbers and Carmelo. I wanted to say that, but I'm not going to say that. He likes he likes the numbers lower. There, there's I just no. I just I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just. <laughs> oh, I am. Don't I'm, worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, don't worry. The dude couldn't get away from the spotlight this weekend, and it, it kind of made me mad every single time. So, well, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done thinking way, about Carmelo because he's a jazz. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's oh, I guess jazz in Utah. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate, but all right, let's let's move on and let's talk about the uh the all-star game which happened tonight. And I gotta tell you guys, like tonight was just a night of disrespect for our guy Shea Gold Alexander. Like Ooh. I I can Ooh. understand uh Damian Willard being the first pick for Giannis. Like I don't agree with it, especially this year, but I understand it. But LeBron took Anthony Edwards. Over yeah, Shea what a weird, what a weird start to the draft. Like that, <laughs> just the first two yeah. picks were Dame and and Anthony Edwards. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, and then there was Drew because that's that's yeah, and I teammate. understood that. I could, yeah, but like, that. why wouldn't you pick Drew first? Like, so I, I think, but I mean, Dame. So Dame went to college there in Utah. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So he did wear the Weber State a jersey yeah. in his three point contest. But was Weber's, that why? Was that why Giannis picked him though? It's because of I think so. I think it's kind of like a I think it's kind of like a, a a nod to to Utah to pick him, you know, since he was he was he was the only reserve that had any ties other than no Donovan Mitchell was a starter, so he was the only reserve that had yeah. any ties to mm-hmm. um, to Utah. So I think that's why he did it. I guess I didn't know that at the time. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, that was the first slight. Uh, the second slight was Giannis tried to pick Jaw with his third pick. Uh, without I, have a, realizing, I have a spin zone on this. Well, without realizing that he was a starter, and then he was like, oh, well, I guess I'll pick Shea. And I know, it was just I the way that he delivered I, I, I have a spin uh, Someone on Twitter mentioned this to me, and I, I'm going with this take. Giannis thought Ja was a reserve, and, and Shea, Shea was, a starter. was a starter. Therefore, he picked Ja. And well, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that until I die because if I don't, that was very embarrassing for Shea because well, it felt like he was kind of an afterthought for Jaw. But if I go with the take that Giannis thought Shea was a starter, therefore he couldn't pick him. There you go. Well, Tyranny, I, I hate to kind of bring about your murder no, here, but don't. Giannis's draft notebook was leaked. Like don't. the picture no. of his notebook was I don't broadcasted, want to hear it, Dylan. and Shay's name was it. under Jaw. So. No, no, I don't want to hear it. I'm not listening. Shay, Giannis thought Shay was a starter, and that's all I'm going to hear. That's it. I don't want to hear anymore. Hey, Shay wasn't picked last. Shay was not. Yeah, exactly. Last. The fact that he was, he was picked third. He was picked third. He was on the winning team. After I mean, he was playing. a top five pick. He was a top five pick. Top five. He was the fifth picked, pick selected. Picked before, <laughs> gentlemen. He was picked before Paul George. Now, oh, you mean can way you off guys tell me, can you can you guys tell me 
Who was Paul George traded for for the Oklahoma City Thunder? For Danilo Gallinari. Ah, yes. And and who else? A, a and some rookies. A, a second-year Oh, player. yeah, and some uh, some other picks. And who else? <laughs> I think a second-year player named Shy. Shy. Yeah, Shy yeah, Gilliam. yeah. So it's weird to me that the, that the guy that you traded for, for to be a perennial all-star is now getting picked after our guy, <laughs> Shea Gilders Alexander. Seems a little weird. Just, hmm. hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to look here at the uh, at the minutes played because I'm pretty sure Paul George played more. Yeah, Paul George played oh, no. double the minutes that Shea did, oh, and no. he scored less than Shea. Did. Oh no! Way you hate he to was see in it. Way off P shot four thirteen zero of nine from three. <laughs> oh no! Shea Shea made the same amount of shots oh. Paul George made in Hold half on. the minute. Hold on, Dylan. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But you're forgetting that the Clippers have another all-star on their team, Kawhi Leonard, right? Wasn't an all-star right? this, this season. Wait. You're what? Huh? Say that again. Bro, you're starting to get into like Brian Windhorse, you know, Royce <laughs> O'Neal territory right now. Why would what? they do that? Why would they do that? Why? Why would they do that? Oh gosh! Why wasn't it? We got to that. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh no! Clippers! Oh no! Yeah, boys. But I mean, the disrespect just kept following. Shea didn't play the entire first quarter, which that was awful. Was that was such a bad? I was watching that entire so quarter, sad. waiting for him to come in, and he was just like never coming in. I just watched some garbage basketball for. Here's the time. thing. Here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna flip this. Oh I'm man! No, oh, no, I like no, it. Not, Here we I'm go. No, no, I, I want, I'm ready for this. And no, no, this is a good thing. This is a good thing because <laughs> ready. because Shay is the type of person that if he perceives a slight, he tends to respond mm-hmm. to it. He tends to go ahead and work harder for that. And mm-hmm. so, I do think that he is going to take this experience. He's going to enjoy this experience. It was a, it was a it was a fun experience. You know, he was part of the part of the Big Twenty Four that was out there. That you know, that that was an All Star, and he was he was selected as an original member of an All Star. He was not an injury replacement. Yeah. He's a, he's an original All Star, um, and so he's going to take this experience. He's going to say it was fun, but he's also going to look at the situation and be like, okay, I don't ever want to see myself in a situation to where I'm an afterthought pick in a you know in a draft. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can get starter, let me get starter. But also, I think this is going to push him even further to try to get into the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. You know, to try to because the thing is, a lot of those guys out there playing are playoff tested veterans that everybody knows. They're multiple time All Stars, multiple time in the playoffs, um, and I and I think, you know, him being a first timer, you know, somebody like Halliburton, somebody like also being first timers, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think you saw out there that those guys don't get heavy minutes. You know, those those first time years, the first time um, All Stars don't get heavy minutes. Jaron Jackson Jr. And so this is going to push him. This is going to push him to get better. This is going to push him to try to succeed this year and try to get his team into the playoff, into the play in, into the playoff. Um, so I see this as a great thing. I see this as a good thing. You know, if he would have gone out there and scored thirty five points and played eight minutes in the first quarter and eight minutes in the third quarter and then four minutes, you know, I think. You know, he, he, he couldn't use this, but I think with this, he can use it. 
And so I'm looking at it from that perspective. I think it's going to be a good thing for the for the Thunder and for Shea moving. I forward. like that spin zone. Well, I hey, love listen, it. Listen, I'm going to jump on that side in a second, but I'm mad, man. I, I want to keep listing why I'm mad. There's three more reasons, okay? Tell them why you're mad. Oh, Tell them why you're oh, mad. Okay. All right. When Shea finally checked in at the start of the second quarter was the exact same time anybody decided to start playing a modicum of defense because his very first attempt at a dunk, LeBron blocked it. And I said this in the chat, and you can't convince me otherwise, LeBron is mad that Shea ruined his night that he broke the scoring title mm-hmm. on national mm-hmm. television. That's why he didn't pick him, and that's why he blocked his dunk attempt. Mm-hmm. It's a message. So that that was the next part. Um, so yeah, Shea played five minutes that second quarter. Halftime happened. A very long halftime, by the way. Um, it's been go- so freaking long, dude. Oh my god. So Shea checked in to the last part of the third quarter. I think he played three or four minutes, and. You know, he got a couple buckets here and there, but the last half of his time on the court, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were literally just ISOing. Literally, like the last two possessions, the other eight guys on the court were just standing on the opposite end of the court. And, like, I get it. Like, yeah. it's an all-star game. It's supposed to be fun. But at the same time, like, you have other guys there, like – don't even get me started on Jason Tatum and Joe Mazzula's like bias to him. Like Jason Tatum played almost ten minutes more than yes. the next highest guy in yes. terms of minutes played. He but, gave him that that record, dude. Yeah, but he like gave him that what I'm saying is like you've got to give other guys a chance to like go out there and like put on their shine. Like it's it's this is the NBA All Star game, not the Celtics All Star game. Okay. Yeah, uh, that 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 definitely felt a little biased. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the last part I have uh, to be mad about. And I'm well. No, last part is he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. You know, one of the clutchest players in the entire league over the past two to three seasons didn't get a mm-hmm. didn't get a single second in the fourth quarter. So I'm done being mad. <laughs> that's that, that's, oh, that's rookie all star. That's rookie all star stuff. You know, stuff right there. So yeah, I'm okay with that, man. Again, I'm okay with that. Hey, our guy went in there, played a couple minutes, didn't get hurt. Got to, yes. got to show his drip. Yeah, that's – yeah. He gets to go home. He gets to rest a little bit, a couple of days of a good, you know, good practice in. And then they hit the road and, and go to Utah and go to Phoenix. And they're the they're the number 10 seed in the in the West right now. Hopefully they can keep that. Hopefully, hopefully they can move up and go from there. But, I, you know, I, I think this is going to be motivation. And I think I think this offseason when he gets in the lab – um, I think he's going to be looking to to become that much better and, and and solidify his spot in the NBA as a top five player. Yeah, and let's let's talk about some good things that happened with Shea in the All Star game. So obviously he made four baskets. Uh, a few, like three of them were dunks, I think, but one of them he did mm-hmm. hit a three positive. Mm-hmm. Shea hitting a three in the All Star game made me happy. Made thought, me he was also wild, wildly selfless in the first half. I, just I thought say. he could have gotten a, a double double. Oh yeah, he was. He, I mean, if he was going to chase anything, like chase that ten and ten, but he didn't. Yeah. He, he didn't get the ball. There was again a couple times he was assists. he was passing. He was passing directly under the rim, just looking for assists. Yeah. Well, hey, I just got to say, like about three or four of those assists were to a certain somebody that may or may not be available here in the future. Maybe Pasquale Sykem. 
we, we might we might have a question about that later in our Twitter question segment. So hmm. uh, definitely look in that. And then um, the last thing that I had to say about Shea positive in the All Star Weekend is. You know, obviously he had his drip. He had the Matrix look on Friday night. He had his fur coat walking into the game tonight. But last night in the All-Star Saturday night, he had that sick custom-made Oklahoma City Thunder jacket. Like, it was the loudest Thunder jacket I've ever seen. Like, it's it's a loud city jacket. And then tonight, the shoes that he was wearing were, you guessed it, Thunder colors, lightning bolts all over them. Like, guys, I loved Russell Westbrook. I love KD when he was here, but you didn't see them doing that kind of stuff in terms of like repping their team whenever they was at All Star Weekend. Oh uh, yeah, I mean yes and no. I mean they, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily look down upon like KD and Russell's representation of Oklahoma City while they were here. I mean, no, I'm not saying looking down on it. I'm just saying like you know, there's. It even as, like, you know, Shea was passing it to Pascal Siakam, Raptors fans were like, oh, my gosh, Shea has great chemistry with Pascal. Can't wait to see him in a Raptors uniform. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think Shea's going anywhere, man. I, I think he loves no. it here. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I would agree. Um, that, it, it's hard to say. Like, it, it's hard to ever say we know for sure that – a player likes it here, so he's going to stay here. Tyranny because... is speaking as a lever burned. <laughs> a KD. As a thing. what? As a lever oh, that's yeah. been burned by Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we all have. But yeah. A, like, even if they do like it, they don't have full control over that. Not saying that, like, Sam Presley's going to trade SGA anytime soon, but, you know, that stuff happens. But B, the the way a player presents himself to the public isn't always the way it actually is. And you have to kind of keep that in mind. And again, I'm not saying that like SGA is putting on a persona, um, but. You mean that Kevin Durant is not a backpack wearing Bible. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He, that's not we've him. been burned what? exactly like like Dylan said. Also, we've been burned once before, and I, maybe I have commitment issues with this. But I would <laughs> say that I I'm a little reluctant mm. to just assume that our superstar guy in the future is going to stay with us forever. So you have to always be a little bit like, okay, like I'm glad you're happy now, but uh, yeah you know, what's going to happen in a few years. So, um, but no, I think, I think Shay said think all the right Dylan, things. I think Dylan looks at it from Kentucky blue glasses. Through the, through I think the so too. Oh, is that yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I, is why I didn't think Tommy was going to stay here forever or Olivier Sar. Thank you. Uh, no, um, no. <laughs> oh, that no, actually, you, you okay. cannot, you cannot compare those two players <laughs> at all. Sorry. That uh, actually, that actually reminded me. I had something I was going to mention. Um, so when Giddy and J Will were playing, um, I oh I had you a mean thought. J Dub, J Dub, sorry, I had this so thought. This is why we're um, Santa people. Well, I haven't heard that name in a while. You know what I mean. So they were playing in the powder blue jerseys for the Rising Stars competition, and I was like, man, the Thunder 
players look pretty good in powder blue. And I was like, we should get some powder blue, sky blue jerseys. And uh, I just want to throw that out there. I was like, that would be kind of cool. It, met, it matches the Thunder color general scheme of, of blue and orange. Yeah, and, nice and, uh, jersey guy. If, if you're listening to our podcast, boom. Yeah, I, I feel like we should – I would buy instantly a powder blue jersey of many Thunder players right now. And not just because I'm a, a Tar Heel fan, but also because I'm a Thunder <sighs> fan. And I think it would be really cool. And I, but in all seriousness, I think sky blue jerseys would go so far with yeah, this team. It's, it's, it's crazy because they lost in the championship too. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tierney. We, we they suck the so round. bad. I can't year. say nothing. So, no, they're um, they're bad this year. But but seriously, like the powder blue looked pretty good. I, I gotta say. Well, it's fellas, like, let's let's put a pin on All Star Weekend. It's over. It's behind us. We wanted it for so long, and now we question why we wanted it for so long. <laughs> but next year's gonna be better. Dag on it. Um, even better. Chet's going to be a part of it. Shay's going to be a part of it. Uh, Giddy will be past the rising stars. He'll be a part of it though in the all star game. Um, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, let's put a pin on it and let's hear a word from our sponsors and then we will look ahead as we turn the page. Oh, we have other sponsors. Wow. Yeah, I don't really know what the sponsor is. One time it was somebody just speaking Spanish at me. So I was like, all right, cool. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. And that was when, like, I wasn't sure it was working. So I was just typing in a random timestamp. So, like, in the middle of a sentence, you just hear somebody just come on there speaking Spanish. It's like, oh, I need to start actually doing this right. You know, if they don't put, uh, <laughs> if they don't put an ad in here, all you hear is us talking around this time, right? Well, no, I, I cut it out sometimes unless I feel <laughs> yeah. like sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I'm going to assume I always assume we're just keeping this all in. Dude, it's, it's in there most of the time. Well, hey, now that we're now that we're talking about it, this is definitely staying in. <laughs> but, right. Shout out whoever sponsored this. You guys rule. Yeah. Well, hey, if you just spoke Hispanic before we came on here, I appreciate y'all. So. <laughs> yeah. Imagine oh, if it was yeah. Spanish. Imagine if it was a Spanish-speaking uh, commercial, right? Right as Dylan said that, and it just cuts back into us. Uh, that'd be amazing. All right, boys. Well, so, hey, let's let's look ahead. All right, so All Star Game is over. We're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we've got two big games coming up against currently two playoff teams in the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, back to back. The Thunder are going to be on national television once again. They can't keep us off national TV anymore. Uh, on ESPN against the Phoenix Suns, 10 p.m. Eastern, with the potential return of Kevin Durant to the lineup. Let's get predictions, boys. Let's let's get the good vibes rolling. Um, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical to go to Alex because he tends to be more realistic than most of us. But, Alex, what is your record prediction here? Uh, it's going to be one and one. Okay. I do, I do think that we win the Utah game, and I do think that – um, we went, we would lose the Phoenix game. I think, you know, they're going to come out, especially if it's, if it's KD's first game with them, you know, they're going to come out and they're going to be, you know, blazing. They're going to be out there, you know, they, they're going to have that honeymoon period where like they love each other and every shot's going to be going in and they know how to play. And then eventually once you get a couple games of film on them, you know, the, the, the story kind of flips a little bit, but 
Yeah, I do think they lose that game. Unfortunately, the one that's on national TV. Uh, but I do think we win the Utah game. All right, about you, Tierney? So are we doing uh, – are we also doing the rest of the um, NBA season or are we just doing this week? Oh, just this week. Okay, because if we're not doing the rest of the season, I have a little um, a little tidbit for you guys. Um, so first of all, prediction for the rest of the week is 0-2. I have to keep doing this. I, I – no, <laughs> listen – Every time, every time I come on and I say we're gonna suck, we do awesome. So I just have to keep doing this and <laughs> and just stay the course. But uh, I was because Alex, I think mentioned in the group chat, like we we're gonna talk about the rest of the the. Um, I keep saying rest of the semester. I'm in teacher mode. I keep saying <laughs> that uh, the rest of the schedule. Um, and I was just like, okay, what's our like strength of schedule this year? The rest of the year after all star break and i just looked on tankathon because they have that there we're 26 in strength of schedule for the remainder of the year i wouldn't read too um, much about. yeah which to me uh i think means that we have the fifth easy, easiest schedule theoretically but, yes Theoretically, yes, but uh, I don't think this accounts for recent roster changes because guess who we play four times Phoenix before Suns. the end of the year? The, the Phoenix Suns. Suns. Exactly. I think we play the, the Warriors, Phoenix what, Suns. three more times? And we play the War... Uh, I don't think we play them three more times. Two, maybe. Two. Yeah. It's, a, it's, not two. it's definitely not three. I think it's two at the most. Um, so, yeah. Phoenix Suns, we play four times. Warriors, we play at least twice. Um, and then we play the Clippers twice if they're healthy. And they're, um, yeah, so so from here from, so from here until like the middle of March, it's going to be a gauntlet for us. Like we're going to be playing yeah. the teams that are around us. We're going to be playing, you know, real good Western Conference teams. And then after that, like the, like the beginning, middle of March, we start to play like Detroit again. We start to play, mm-hmm. you know, some of the bottom, you know, San Antonio, you know, bottom rung team. Um, and then after yeah. that, we get into April. And in April, it's, it's kind of a toss up because you don't know if teams are going to be resting. You don't know if teams are, are not necessarily, you know, playing their starters a whole bunch anymore. Right. Um, so we'll see. We're, you know, we'll see. The next month is going to be, or yeah. Yeah, the next month is going to be interesting. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think. But but as far as this this week ahead, I think we will lose a close one to Utah, and then I think we'll get blown out by Phoenix. That's blown out? I hope not. I hope yeah, we don't just, get blown just out. Just going with the just going with our being consistent through the season. Well, right. What do you think, Dylan? Well, I mean. Yeah, pretty obviously. I'm going two and zero, man. Uh, I think wow. we're gonna Woo! we're gonna ride the momentum. Jerry Jerry Junior. Yeah, we're Jerry riding the momentum Dylan. of the Rockets game, in which we came out with a win. Uh, we're riding the momentum of the mini Shea slides. Shea's gonna drop his first fifty point game on national television against the Phoenix Suns. I'm gonna put that out there into the universe real quick. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be two and zero. At the end of this week, uh, and I think that puts us what one game over five hundred. 
we're right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like we always are, right around 500. So, yeah, I think it puts us one game over 500, and we end up being the eight seed at the end of the week. So, there you go. Take it to the bank. Hell yeah, dog. I like it. All right, boys. Well, hey, we did put the call out for some Twitter questions. So, mm. we've, we've gone a little bit longer than I ever expected to on the All-Star mm. podcast. But we Oops. will rifle through these really super fast. My bad. Sounds uh, good. I don't Let's think go. it's your fault, my friend. All right, yeah, let's talk see here. Nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zach McGee, at Zach McGee, says, who, is, who has had the most productive six minutes of all-star gameplay ever, and why is it Shea Gildas-Alexander? Mm. Good question. Really good question. We're just going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most productive six minutes in the all-star mm. game. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, Why is LeBron are, are amazing? Yeah. Um at official Bryson G says, Why is LeBron load managing in an all-star game? Yeah, like like also a really good show, question. It showed that he hit his pinky his pinky finger and nothing happened. Like the guy's still like high fiving and mm-hmm. you know having a great time. So yeah. Uh and speaking of like like that that foot injury doesn't seem to be bothering him at all when it comes to an all-star game. Mm-mm. He he looked he looked quite spry if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, at Shea Gill just says prediction of who makes the biggest stride on OKC after the All Star break. Uh, let's go with Tyranny Ooh. first. Oh wow, okay. Well, what about um, first for predictions, man? That's a hard question to answer. Uh, I will say. I will say, man, look at this question. Uzman Jang. Uzman Jang. Good answer. I like that. Jang gang, baby. I, I was it. I was gonna say uh, Jalen. I was gonna say Jay will, but like, it's not as fun. All right, I'm. I'm Jane gonna, gang. Yeah. Hashtag Jang gang, baby. Uh, I'm going with Shay here on this one. Um, oh come on! I, don't, no, don't I, do no. that. That was what I was gonna say. Because it's that's, it's that's... it's hard to take a bigger stride than what he's done already. Like I think he's like fifth in the league in scoring, still averaging thirty points a game. But there's still another level to hit. And if you remember last year, coming out of the All Star break in that ten game stretch, Shea was yeah. torching everybody. But not only that, he was shooting forty five percent from three. I think Shea is going to take a step up in three point shooting after the All Star break, and it's going to elevate his game even more. Okay. So what you got, Alex? Olivier Sar. Okay. Whoa. I mean, he he literally has zero points this year. So it's actually nowhere to go up. Nowhere yeah, to go I was gonna up. say statistically that's the best, the most likely option. Oh god. I love it. Okay. Uh let's see here. Uh, actually, you know what? That's a cop out answer. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it. It is, but we'll allow that, it. That, that's a cop out answer. I'm just I got talking about real. my answer. What? No. Yeah, man. that's a cop-out answer. <laughs> Olivier Sarr was damn near playing an MVP level at the last, you know, two weeks of the season last year. So, yeah, okay. oh god, okay. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't come down to Olivier Sarr minutes. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> so, at Crazy Hunter twenty says prediction on how well we will play the rest of the season and or next season as well with Chet coming back. Um, okay, so what is our record right now? Twenty eight and twenty nine. 
Yeah. Okay, so we're 28 and 29. Uh, Alex, I think I already asked you this a couple pods ago, so I'm going to go to Tierney. Tierney, what is your prediction for the end of the season record? I don't think you answered uh, that. But... All right, we'll come back to you, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say 42-40. Okay. That's our, that's our record this season. I think next season, if I had to guess, uh, best case scenario, like nobody gets severely hurt. Uh, I think 50 plus wins. Okay. Wow. I like it. That is oddly, that is oddly optimistic for tyranny. <laughs> wait, no, that doesn't make it. Wait, hold on. Because I'm, I'm betting all losses this season. So hold on. 50 plus wins next season, but 30, 30 wins this season. Oh, so we're going to win two more games for tyranny. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gotta change it. Sorry, I gotta be. I gotta be pessimistic this year because that's what's been working. So I gotta do that, and then oh. next year I'll be more optimistic. Optimistic tyranny next year. I was expecting tyranny to come out here and be like, "Oh, we're gonna win twenty six games, even though we've already won twenty. Yeah, we're gonna lose. <laughs> we're actually gonna rescind two of our games. They're gonna retroactively. <laughs> yep, retroactively. All right, what you got? But Alex? next next season with Chet. 50 plus wins. I am calling that. All right. I'm with I, it. I'm on that 100%. Uh, say 41 and 41. Hmm. What? Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying 41 wins this year and then 41 wins next year. And I was like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I got a little too aggravated there. My bad. That's an all-time tyranny moment. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, the shot. I was re- it's the shot. I was very for me. upset. I was very upset. You were. All right, Alex. And what's your prediction for with Chet next year? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> Just I, give like, one for fun. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Forty-eight wins. Boo. Oh come on. <laughs> yeah, be a little, be a little exciting, Alex. 64 and 18. Oh, little... oh, my God. All right. Um, yeah, I think we're going to end the year. Uh, 42 and 41 have 40... already been taken. So. This, oh, this man guessed 41 and 41 he, and then said, 48 wins. He said 30. I was going to go 42. 42 is going to be mine. Uh, 42 and 40 is going to be mine for this year. Actually, like 42 and 40. Next year I we're pushing. pessimistic. Next year, I'm 50 predicting plus? 55 50 wins. Plus? 55, yeah. Let's go. 50 plus, baby. Because it's not just Chet. It is whoever and we Chet. pick in the draft, plus possibly a move to add to this roster. No, we're not going to add nobody. 50 plus roster. wins, baby. 50 Boom. plus wins, baby. All right. Anyways, uh, so we got at Bolts underscore dubs actually asked a slew of questions. Uh, he said, why is Shea so scared of shooting right now? Tyranny, I'm going to you. Quick, fire answer. LeBron didn't let him because Shea beat him in his uh, record-breaking Not a fire. Uh, this game. is my quick fire question. <laughs> and that is my answer. This is the <laughs> slowest fire I've ever seen. I was answering with what I could think of. That Sorry. was like... It's that late. was like a low-pressure water gun fire. <laughs> I was trying to remember what I was going to say. Sorry. It's it was like those, those dollar store <laughs> squirt guns. It's 11.30 at night. Give me a break. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, he asks, 
Um, should I get a J-Dub jersey or a Shea All-Star jersey? J-Dub. Okay. Because Shea will make other All-Star games. All right. I, uh, I'm going to answer this when he says, why did Giannis have such a terrible draft? I would argue he had a good draft because he won. He had a great draft. He had a great draft. How do you and, have a bad draft and lose? That doesn't make any sense. And he shot 100% in the game. So He did, yeah. Incredible uh, points his, per his possession. Per his per yep. 48s are going to be – I mean, per 36s are amazing. Yep. What is it, 36? Yep, exactly. <laughs> 36, 36 no. per 36, yep, there you go. He, he didn't play a minute. He played like five minutes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, he played like – yeah, it was true. less than a minute, so it's going to be even better. I, I didn't know how they counted the seconds. All right, and this one we can all answer. Again, rapid fire, or you can go in okay. depth if you want to. Does Shea want Siakam and OKC? Just eliminate yes. the Shea part and say, do we want Siakam and OKC? Yes. If it costs nothing, yes. Exactly, yes. If he's free, sure. I mean, I mean yeah, exactly. If it's it, like, sure, why not? Like, he's awesome. Is it cost something? Free maybe agent not. Upcoming? I think uh, not this year. Maybe next year. He has one I think it's year. next year. Yeah, I'm looking I think at it's next spot year. Spot rack. 2024. If it's next year and he's a free agent, like, freaking sign him. That's so awesome. he's. He'll be expiring next year, and then he'll be a UFA in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Get him next year. Why not? Hey, he's got he's great chemistry with Shea. He'd be a nice nice fit with Chet. So. Exactly. All right, a few more questions again. Actual rapid fire, like not the squirt gun <laughs> rapid fire. Dude, I was answering to my, the best of my ability. All right. Uh, a lot of these are just <laughs> – just hate questions about Joe Missoula. Oh, no. So we'll just oh, skip no. those. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this says, will Shea play the rest of the game? F Missoula. Can you sign <laughs> Joe Missoula up for a bunch of spam email? Um, yes, I can. Thank you for asking. I will do that. No, Hunter Harjo says, who's more evil? Kane the Conqueror or Joe Missoula? <laughs> um, Missoula. All right, here's Missoula, because he's, he's still alive. Yeah. Yep. Uh, spoilers, Alex. Oh, sorry. sorry Goddamn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, at quote AI Thinker asks, how many all-star appearances do you think Shea will have by the end of his career? Rapid fire, Alex. Uh, nine. Okay, Tierney. That's so high. I was going to try to go higher. Uh, eight. Dang it. I was going to say eight. Eight's my favorite number. Uh, I got I to go gonna say I was going to say one whatever Alex said, but ten didn't feel like that ten felt too much so when eight. I'm gonna go eight and a half. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Come on. I'm just kidding. Risky. I'm going ten. It, I'm Jerry going ten. Over the year out there ten. somewhere. Uh, I'm going go ten. ten. You gotta go ten as the Kentucky guy. You yeah, gotta go I, I gotta go ten. Um, all right. At Prez Mullet asks, "What do you think Jalen Williams could get Presty in a trade right now?" Mm. And just to specify, this is the wing J- Jalen Williams. Or is, okay. or is Bill Simmons classifies him effing awesome Jalen Williams? Okay. Um, I mean, if Bill Simmons classifies you as effing awesome, you have to at least get multiple first-round picks for him. At least multiple, yep. But I, so I would say if you're going to trade him, it's going to be probably part of a bigger package. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably getting back a, a fringe all-star to maybe even a low-rated all-star player for him. Yeah, I think if you like packaged him, Trey Mann, Mike JRE with a bunch of picks, like that could like, get you something. That's like an OG type player. I don't know if I give that up for OG, honestly. I, I don't think so either, but 
Yeah. Like, if you, if you can get OG and get him signed, probably. Maybe add GTJ just for the fun of it. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. He could shoot the ball pretty well. Um, let's see here. So, Mr. Freeze 206 says, who are we going to need to trade for this offseason to complete this puzzle? I feel like we got to unload some of those picks. Uh, uh, we know we know who it is, but I don't know if we're going to get him now. Are you saying Jalen Brown? No, no. <laughs> I was no. about to say this. Oh, no, Tatum's, your guy. Tatum's the guy you've no, been saying. No, no. There's another guy on what? the Eastern Seaboard. There's another guy on the Eastern Seaboard that just arrived there that I'm starting to fall in love with. Who's that? Mikael Bridges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted him so Oh, yeah. Okay. I hope we're the team to offer four first for him. Oh, my gosh, yes. I would offer five or six. I don't care. Five for Bridges? I think he he would complete the puzzle. I I really do. And the way he's playing offensively, I mean, bring it on, man. Yeah, he fits perfectly on both sides of the ball. I mm-hmm. guess, but five first is a lot. Oh, I mean, you say that like we don't have eighteen. I know, I know, but like he's I'm, on a I, very I controllable greedy. contract. Like he's very, on, yeah. he's on a better contract than OG. He's under I more team control him, than though. OG. I, yeah, I love, but, but, I love him. But here's but my thing. Five, I think man. here's my thing. I think I, I think Brooklyn keeps him just because I, I believe I that's like they a have great to. Start. That's a great yeah. start to like a rebuild slash re whatever the heck they do at Brooklyn. They don't they don't rebuild. They do something else in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> but I think if you yeah, if you're gonna make a play maybe for somebody on the cheap, um, you could possibly get um, who they get from Dallas for Kyrie. What's his name? Um, then Woody Doris, Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith. Him. And I think he would fit pretty good. I like too. him too, actually. Yeah, yeah he's like a cheaper version. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Walmart, Walmart, Mikael Bridges. <laughs> hey, maybe Jared Vanderbilt hits the trade block once again. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but that's who Shea was hanging out with uh, during the slam dunk contest whenever they were all congregated oh. together. So they played college ball together. So, uh, And also I got to throw in P.J. Washington again because they also play college ball together. <laughs> um, let's see here. So not, at Kung Fu, at Kung Fu Kenny – Eight says, what type of player should OKC add next through the draft or free agency? Any specific players you have in mind? Um, Puff so Johnson. What sucks is all the players Ooh. that I want in the draft Never are mind. like... Just don't worry about it. Okay. All the players that I want in the draft like that I thought were going to be able to fall to us like late lottery. Like Jairus Walker's up there. Freaking Brandon yeah. Miller's been up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Freaking Grady Dick. Jet Howard. Um, Taylor Hendricks is another guy that I've started to like, and yeah. I've seen him up in like the top seven. Like it's it it it, it sucks, but at the end Here's of the name. day, what you got? Here's a name: Rayan Rupert or Ryan Rupert. See, I don't like that guy, man. Like I don't either, but I believe I believe there is a pipeline from the MBL to the Thunder. I do believe that. I, I do think they scout. They they scout very hard over there in Australia. That's mm-hmm. number one, and number two. I mean, he almost fits fits the profile to a T as far as the players that they like. Somebody that can handle the ball. Somebody that can play make a little bit. Huge wingspan. You know, six foot seven, six foot eight. Very athletic. Got to work on his shot. But I think any anybody that they get, you know, usually has to work on their shot pretty good. Um, but I think he's the type of player. Maybe you know, maybe they're. Maybe they're 
their cupboards are full of those types of players, and so they stay away from him. But I do think mm-hmm. he fits the mold of what we've been drafting here lately. Yeah. How? Uh, so um, this is not a first round pick, but yes. uh, second, oh. second, second round pick options. I just want to throw out there are Caleb Love. I knew you were going to give Love. me a Carolina guy. <laughs> is it going to be the second round pick? Of no, we're the... going to pick um, Oscar Sheway. Nope. No, we don't Caleb want anything Love. to do with Oscar Sheboy. He's been such also, a disappointment Puff, this year. Puff Johnson is a bad basketball Cameron. player, but a really Cam- good, but a really good uh, name, and also related to Cam Johnson. So, mm. also like get that up there. That'll help lure Cam Johnson over to us. Exactly, he gets his brother there. <laughs> you never know. This, my guy. You never know, boy. Because the next year in twenty twenty four, we're gonna draft Bronny James, of course. For exactly, and then we get LeBron uh, and Cam Johnson. <laughs> hey, LeBron was speaking very highly of OKC once again in his media availability. Was he really? What did he say? Uh, an Australian reporter asked about Josh Giddy, and you know he was just raving about Josh Giddy. Then he was like, "I actually like they've got a really nice young core down there in OKC," and he's talking about Giddy, talk about Shea. And he's like, and they and they don't even have a chat yet. So LeBron's very I, impressed. I and so I've been hearing this on like the national level, which I think is very funny. Um, which is that LeBron is just trying to woo all of the NBA GMs one at a time, but specifically targeting the ones that have a lot of draft picks so that he can play with his son because we all know Oklahoma City has a lot of draft picks. So LeBron is like, oh, if Sam Presti has 15 draft picks, I'm going to woo him and talk really good about his players so that he'll trade for me and then draft Bronny James at the same time. And I, I feel like that's what he's doing every time he does these media praises of Oklahoma City. And I love it. Yeah. I. I don't know that I see it, but it is possible. No, I, it's a, it's a, it's more conspiracy related, but mm-hmm. I, I I still believe it. Yeah, no, I mean I subscribed I mean, to the conspiracy before. City. Yeah, I, I subscribed mm-hmm. to the conspiracy. I just don't know if it's going to happen now. But um, I, I do want to throw out there that I think that there is a real possibility that Presty unloads part of the clip and trades up and tries to get Brandon Miller if he's gettable in the draft because I think that his skill set and his attitude and his age because Presty likes young guys that have room to develop, uh, I think he's everything that the Thunder really need, not only want but need. And uh, if you add a shooter the caliber of Brandon Miller with his defensive potential as well, look out. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think we got a couple more. Uh, okay, so at Alex underscore Bullerjack says, what part of Giddy Shea and J-Dub's game could or does make them an all-NBA player? How much of the collapse defense do you expect? Would you like to see the next the next year? Um, okay, so, one more time. All right, wow. so the fir- first part of the question, what part of Giddy Shea J-Dub's game could or does make them an all-NBA player? Let's answer that first. Um, I mean, Shays is just his his scoring ability, like, first and mm-hmm. foremost, but also just the fact that 
when he gets in the lab and he has time to work on his game, he takes massive leaps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alex, yeah. what about Giddy? What makes Giddy a potential All NBA player? Uh, it's playmaking ability. I think he's going to be. I think for him to become an All NBA type player, he has to have like a Steve Nash type season. Yeah, okay. I like it. Agree. All right, Tyranny, what about uh, J-Dub, Jalen Williams? Jay, tell us how to be Santa. Dub. Uh, no, you can't say as defen- many nicknames. Yeah, true. I feel like defensively, um, all NBA, I feel like in that case, he's got to be like first team all defense because I feel like a lot of his game is – defensive as it is offensive um so i'm gonna go with that and then improve on his perimeter shooting those are my two things all right and then uh the second part of the question and this we just kind of open this up whoever wants to answer it but how much of the collapse defense do you expect would you like to see next year and i guess that means with checked like do we see that more of like we're doing this because we don't have elite rim protection or is this something that we want to incorporate even when we have chat? I think they, uh, I think they play, they, they're very, very analytical when it comes to defense and they play the numbers. And so I do think, I mean, I do think the collapse defense is, is by necessity because we don't have a rim protector, but I, I don't think it's going to change too much next season. Um, if anything, you know, you have a little bit more leeway to to not necessarily collapse as much, but you're still going to collapse in in this defense. I think. Like, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you know, I, I do think that we don't change too much of our defensive principles mm-hmm. uh, just because Chet is coming. I think Dagnall put in a system with Holmgren in mind, and so we're just kind of you know. Mm-hmm. We're kind of cleaning up around the edges, but the the main the central idea of this defense is already here. Yeah, maybe some of those charges that Jay Will's taking is actually ends up with Chet sending the shot into the third row, <laughs> or uh, ideally keeping it in bounds and starting to break. Yeah. Um, all right, I think this is the last question that we have. This is from at oh, God. Sorry. I just about choked. Oh, God. Okay. God. Sauce Gardner with a three for the E says the egg or the chicken? Mm. Very philosophical question. The, so, the chicken farmer. <laughs> okay. Is my answer so, to the question. So there had to be a prototype chicken. Um, that existed mm-hmm. before the actual chicken, and that prototype chicken had to eventually evolve to lay mm-hmm. eggs um, because they mm-hmm. became they became terrestrial in nature. Um, and in order to prevent the eggs from drying out, they had to create a harder shell. And so, boom, eggs. The so biology the, teacher talking right now. Yes. So the prototype chicken had to come first. Hmm. Amen. I'm going to say egg just because you can scramble an egg, you can fry an egg, you can sunny side up an egg. Uh, you can squeeze in the egg, you can make an omelet. 
thank you, Bubba Gump. Thank you, Bubba Gump. Yeah, Dylan, so. don't don't talk your nonsense right now. Pros, are, the pros are talking right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going with egg, but hey, I, I I love fried chicken as well, so we'll go with that. I I, I like grilled chicken too. I don't discriminate. I I eat either type of chicken. As long as it's dead. Rotisserie chicken. Bro, rotisserie chicken is so good. Rotisserie chicken goes so hard, and it's so cheap. Goes hard in the paint, man. All right, boys. Well, hey, that was all of our Twitter questions. Give yourself a pat on the back for answering all those questions. I feel like an elementary school teacher right now, so (laughs) I like that you guys all follow through with that. But, uh, guys, that was All-Star Weekend. Uh, When we come back, we will be playing Games of consequences, games of much consequence, yes. I might add. Oh, um, wow. as Sam Presti said, so um, very excited for that. Uh, listeners, I hope you guys stay tuned and keep it locked in here. We've got a few guests that we're lining up over the next couple weeks. Um, so definitely excited to you know get to talk with the different different personalities as we go into the season, and of course, as we have the off season, we'll. We'll have many, many guests to break down the entire draft. So uh, keep it locked here. Subscribe if you have not. Follow us on Twitter at OKC Top at Thunder. If you have not, uh, if you haven't seen, I'm trying to crack into the TikTok game. Follow me at Thunder Chat. Damn, still very new to this, but you know, built up a little bit of a following. Had a couple videos do pretty good numbers. So uh, you know, help mm-hmm. help me You'll out. Blow up. As, Don't uh, worry. You'll blow yeah, up. yeah, help me out as I'm trying to, you know, get on my TikTok grind here, try to show Cone that you can you can be yep. successful yep. on TikTok as a thing. I love creator. I love the fact that we're just trying to do this. Do I, I me personally, I'm just doing this to to show Cone that it it will work for <laughs> for only his spite. Yes, absolutely. But uh shout out Cone also just killing on Bleacher Report and every other facet. So mm-hmm. uh, he's killing Famous it. Famous um, boy. And uh, shout out, Jerry. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family at this time, man. Wish you could be on the pod tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. other than that, guys, I hope everybody has a great night. God Love bless. You, on behalf of myself, Tierney, and Alex, hoop when you can, as always. Thunder up! Thunder up! Thunder up! Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.